0: Some of y'all got into real estate because you want freedom, right? But let me just tell you, freedom ain't always free. Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Baddie Podcast, where I help realtors learn how to scale and grow their businesses. I'm your host, Tabitha Richardson, and today we're talking about how you can gain freedom in your business. Now, are you willing to feel like you thought once you got your license, you were going to have this like fantabulous lifestyle and it's just not quite working out how you envisioned? Don't worry. You're not alone. If you're watching this, which I know you are, right? Um, do me a favor and just hit the like button so that I know that you're interested in topics like this and you can kind of help me out with YouTube and the YouTube (laughs) gods. So if you spend a lot of your time doing realtor stuff, which I know you do because I'm a realtor too. And my husband complains all the time about me always realtoring. But if you spend a lot of time doing like the prospecting and showing houses, You're writing offers, um, you're shuffling paperwork all the time, and you're always having to follow up with somebody. If you're doing that and you really just have little time for yourself, and you haven't really set boundaries because I know that you're responding to emails and text messages at 11 o'clock at night. And if you're doing that, stop it. I need you to stop doing that. We need to definitely set those boundaries. But I'm going to leave that conversation for another episode on another day. If you're not like the nine-to-fivers who they stop once that clock, you know, that's like, a, oh, let me not use that that analogy, but if you stop work once your time stops, then you're not worrying about what happens at work. If you're one of those type of people, great. But most real estate agents are just not. They they don't have any times set for themselves, work hours, days off. So you're just spending most of your time doing realtor stuff and it just seems like the things that you need to do never stops and you're always working even on vacation, and I know because I'm about to take a vacation and I guarantee you I'm going to be doing realtor stuff. It really leaves very little time for like your family, for your friends, your me time, and just doing some of the things that you enjoy. So you're not having that freedom that you envision that it looks like most people have as a real estate agent, and it's just not looking like that for you. And- I'm sure when you became a realtor, you didn't think life was going to be like this. You probably thought it was just going to be a lot of fun times all the time. And yes, you do have fun and there are times that you have fun, but maybe it's just not as many times as you would have hoped when you became a licensed realtor. So unless you think realtoring is super duper fun, and it can be, But trust me, I know it's way more work than what you thought it was going to be. Um, It's not as glamorous as, you know, people make it seem like on TV. I know you thought it was going to be like that. Well, it's not as glamorous yet, right? It's not as glamorous yet and you can have the lifestyle where you have more freedom in your business and do the things that you want to do more and do less of the things that you really don't like doing because let me tell you freedom is not free there's always a cost to be the boss <laughs> so it's time to relinquish your control and start delegating Delegating work to other people, delegating the tasks that you really don't need to do yourself and someone else can do it. So it can free up your time. So it can free up your time to handle more clients, or it can free up your time to bring on like a team, um, to manage people or just to spend time with your family and do more of the things that you want to do now. Um, if you want to grow, you're going to have to let go. So if you want to grow, you got to let go. Um, remember that because it's going to be super hard and I already know. And listen, I know from my own experience that it's hard. Someone like me that is a control freak. And if there's anyone out there that has ever worked with me, you know that I can be a control freak. I just want to make sure it's done the way that I want it to be done. But it's hard to grow a business if you have to do every single aspect. As long as it's getting done and it's getting done in a professional manner, just let it be. Just let go. Let go and let God. (laughs) Now, um, when you bring on someone and you delegate, you get to remove... Uh, the tasks from your plate that you really just don't like doing. And I know there's a lot of tasks that you probably don't like doing. And it allows you to do the the tasks that you do like doing. And again, so you can spend more time having the freedom that you envision having in your business. You get to do some of the things that you love to do that does not include real estate. Okay. So how do we accomplish this? That's the question. So first, I want you to make a list of all of the tasks in your business that you actually enjoy and you like doing, you want to do them. And then all of the tasks that you don't necessarily like doing. And the goal is going to be to uh, delegate those tasks that you don't really like doing or that you really don't have to do in your business. But let me be clear you might not be able to delegate all of those tasks right now. This is just a starting point to see which of the tasks you don't like and what you do. And then we're going to slowly delegate some of those tasks to other people. So today we're going to talk about five roles that you can um, begin thinking about hiring people. Some you might be able to hire right now, and then some might be a longer term plan. Well, a short term, long term plan. Okay. And with these people, you're going to be leveraging them in your business so that you can grow your capacity and you can grow and scale your business. So the first role that you're going to hire, and this one you can hire right now, will be a transaction coordinator. They're going to take over the transaction once you get it under contract. So you have to do everything to get it under contract, but once it's under contract, you can pass that on to a transaction coordinator. Then that transaction coordinator is going to free up more of your time so that you can generate more leads into the business right? And they're not going to get paid until you get paid. So you don't have to worry about paying upfront if you don't really have the money. This is going to be a role that's going to help you tremendously. It's going to take some of the, the, the paperwork off of your hands so that you can focus on the highest and best use of your time, which is doing uh income generating activities so we want to make sure that we are getting a transaction coordinator to help us with this and if you are not familiar with who to hire for a transaction coordinator there's tons of companies out there um one company that's nationwide i believe is transactly um i've heard good experiences and then i've heard not so good experiences or you can look for a local transaction coordinator If you have colleagues in your office that you can ask, hey, is anyone using a transaction coordinator? Can you provide a recommendation for me? Just do that, start that today. Get that person in place today. The second um, role that we're going to uh, fill would be a virtual assistant. Or if you prefer an assistant that's in person, that's fine as well with a virtual assistant they're going to handle all of the repetitive and mundane tasks of your business the tasks that you really don't have to do yourself so they can handle things like sending out emails researching information that you might need ordering marketing material for listings scheduling appointments um, scheduling your showings managing your calendar maybe making phone calls to lenders, to find out about pre-approval statuses, things like that. Things to help you um, take some of the administrative tasks off of your plate for someone else to handle. Because again, we want you to do things that are the highest and best use of your time, which would be income-producing activities. So let your VA handle all of your administrative tasks. Now. You can, have, you can have someone um, be a VA that is local. Um, you can have someone anywhere in the country or anywhere in the world with technology and also uh, the fact that we are, I guess, still in a pandemic, but people have gotten really comfortable with uh, just remote work. So just be open to where you can find your, um, your virtual assistant. All right, the third role is going to be an inside sales assistant, also known as ISA. Now, your ISA is going to help you generate more leads and increase your income. So they are really going to help drive traffic to your business and help you grow your income. So this is an important role you're probably going to pay a little bit more for your ISA than you would pay for a virtual assistant just because their skill level is going to be higher. Now, your inside sales assistant will help you maintain your database, your CRM, on um, prospect for new clients, make cold calls. And I know a lot of people don't like cold calling. So if you find an ISA that just loves to do that and they are great at it, that's perfect. They'll set appointments for you to go on to um, meet sellers for a listing appointment and you know buyers. So they're really gonna help drive your business. Um, some VAs can also double as an ISA if they're good with prospecting and they have good sales skills, but make sure that you role play to, to find out what their skill level is, as well as making sure that they're saying the things that you would want them to say in your business. Cause ultimately they're representing you. The fourth role would be a marketing coordinator. Your marketing coordinator is going to help generate more leads in your business but it's going to be a little bit more passive where the isa they're out there they're like working this is a little bit more passive because they're not actually reaching out to anyone but they will help you grow your exposure which in turn can help you grow your business as well because more people will know who you are and what you do and in turn might reach out to you uh for your services So your marketing coordinator can help you with developing your marketing strategy, um, create and edit videos for you, create social media posts. They can manage your social media platforms like on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn and YouTube and um, TikTok and wherever you are. And they can create and manage online ads as well to help you continue to grow your business. Now, the fifth one, would be a buyer's agent or showing agent. Now, all of the hires before this particular one, it's like creating a team around you to help you um, grow your capacity to do more. But now this hire, a buyer's agent or showing agent, now you're expanding your team um, to bring on someone to do what you do Um, And you will be earning income off of what they do. So once you have hit your own personal capacity where like, okay, look, I'm getting in so many leads and I can't handle them myself. I need to bring someone else in to help me handle some of these leads that are coming in. So once you've hit your capacity and you're ready to bring on a buyer's agent or showing agent, as you grow your team with your new agent, the expectation for that new team member is that you will be providing them leads in exchange for them giving you a portion of their split. So let's break down the difference between a showing agent and a buyer's agent, and then you can decide which will work best for you at this time. So a showing agent, they're only going to show houses for you, that's it. They're not generating business for you, they're only showing houses for you because maybe you have so many clients and you're not able to take everyone out at the same time, they are going to just show houses for you. They're going to get paid per door that they show. So if you need them to show four houses, they're going to get paid on each one of those houses that they've showed for you. They're going to get paid upfront so after they show the houses then they get paid or some services might require you to pay first and then they'll show those houses depends on who you use for a showing agent service um they're not going to be a part of the transaction their only job is to open up the door for you the cost for a showing agent can range anywhere from 25 dollars to 100 all depends on what region of the country you're in, um, but that's generally the range. Uh, You're still the buyer's agent in the transaction, so if a client sees a house with a showing agent and they want to submit an offer, you're going to be the one that's writing the offer and you will get the commission. Now, with the buyer's agent, if you bring on a buyer's agent, they're actually going to handle the transaction. So you're handing over your transaction to that buyer's agent to handle the transaction. You are hands off in this transaction. You are not a part of the transaction. You'll get paid once the transaction closes and you'll be paid a portion of your buyer's agent split because you provided the lead. So with that, you are getting a benefit because you are generating income without having to do any of the work. Your work was done by generating the lead and then you pass that transaction off. It also allows you to focus more on maybe working with sellers and you can pass your buyers off to a buyer's agent or multiple buyer agents. Um, but you are again not having to have your hand in the transaction or it allows you to just cherry pick who you work with so maybe you might work with certain clients and other clients you pass off maybe you just work with people that you know um, or just in a certain area, a zip code and everyone else you pass off. It just allows you to be able to cherry pick the people that you would like to work with. So as you can see, there's benefits and there's so there's pros, pros and cons to working with both. Buyers agent, a, a con would be that you are passing off the transaction to someone else so that that client is not part of your database. But You have to learn how to let go so that you can grow. So each one of these hires are going to help you leverage, you're leveraging people to grow your own business and your team. And you can gain more of the freedom that you envisioned when you first got licensed. Um, You're able to take your hand off of everything and allow other people to work on your behalf to generate income into your business. So I hope this has helped you to understand the basic steps to grow your business and in turn, increase your capacity so that you can scale. So that's it for today. And as always, if you have any questions, please leave it in the comments below. If you received any value from this episode today, please hit the like button and subscribe to my channel. So thanks for watching and I will see you on the next episode. Good yeah. yeah.